Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. It's a 12. Hey, It'll that's okay. good for the system. Yeah, and this I mean, system, you nailed it. Wait, I rolled again. Oh, it's a 10. Okay. <laughs> I figure two episodes worth, two rolls, it, it did not work in my favor. I think you mean you tried to cheat and it didn't work in your no, favor. No, I was, I, was, I was using my inspiration point that you guys gave me before. Sure, sure. That's what we'll call it. Okay. So welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, girls. Welcome Thank back, you. listeners. I know it's been about a month and 100 years. Since we've been here, so. Yeah, so here's what we're thinking. We are just going to kind of do a quick, quick, in quotation marks, run through of episode (laughs) 16 of Amnesty, since we didn't get to cover that with you guys, uh, before moving on to episode 17. So this might be a bit of a longer episode, uh, but hopefully you have as much fun as we do. And hopefully we have fun. All right. Fingers crossed. Are you ready for my wonderful note-taking beat by beat? Mm -hmm. Of episode 16. Yeah. Here we go. So we start with Duck versus the Goatmen. There are three of them. Griffin does mm-hmm. a great goat. And this is legit what my notes say. <laughs> he is the goat of goat noises. And I'll see myself <laughs> out now. Just It just was there. I couldn't Greatest not. Of Greatest time. of all time. You got it. Yep. That's it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. See, he's very good. It is very good. He really convincing. is very good. All right. In an attempt to calm the situation, Justin rolls a four. Oh, no. And Goatman two stabs through the Goatman one to stab Duck for three harm. Yeah. The two attacking Goatman run away at the sound of a car, and it's Barclay! Barclay! Which, of course... So excited. Yeah, let me go ahead and lead you into what I'm sure you want to talk about here, Brittany. Um, uh-huh. Barclay comes out with a baseball bat. I wrote that <laughs> down. Barclay here comes to the scene with car keys and a baseball bat, and I love him. <laughs> I was just like, <gasps> like I, oh, I'm so this happy. Is... Like, so many of my dreams coming true, so many of my head it's... cannons being laid out for me. It's total be aesthetic here. <laughs> Oh. I knew listening to it. I was like, oh, Bernie's loving this. You know me so well. It's almost like we're sisters. It's almost. All right. The goat men, we find out, are not from Sylvain, seeing as he can't speak common. He can only speak in... I'm not oh, as great you... as Griffin, but I do try. <laughs> Let's everybody uh, do a goat noise right now. Please, yes. Okay, I did mine, ladies. You did yours. I'll do mine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, and you I, I have a sore throat, so I'm going to abstain from oh, goat oh, which I guarantee boo. you I'm not I was, good at. <laughs> I was so hoping Anne would have, like, a speak and say, like the goat oh, says. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would have been... Uh, I'm like, do Just I have play any... that out. Here, wait, well... I can do that in I have something that makes noise, but it's not a goat sound. <laughs> it, it is, is now. now. <laughs> All right. Next up. We're keeping a secret from Mama. Don't tell Mom the goat man's in the basement. Come on, guys. Like, that seems like a really bad idea. And like a very 90s board game. Yeah. Exactly. Or, yeah, a movie. Like, it's just, it's all, it's all those wonderful, very 90s, though, for sure. Very 90s. Ah. Uh, Duck rolls up Beacon while he's being snarky, and it's a lovely bit of voice acting work, again, in the Justin Appreciation Station. We love it. <laughs> I love that it's a station now. Yes, it's, that's that's the uh, the mobile version. That's when you have exactly. to move the nation around. We're moving around. fast. We can't stop for very long. So now it's a station. We just got to keep going. Uh, Griffin is a goddamn wordsmith. He just paints the picture, and it sounds. It is that just... the Dr Pepper can? Yes. I was also thinking. Wait, does she mean the Dr Pepper can? <laughs> What is it? That's what the car looks like. A Dr. Pepper can stepped on by a horse. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Poetry. Ned needs to go to the sheriff's station to answer Sheriff some questions. Zeke. And Aubrey flees the scene as she does. Bye, Aubrey. Duck and Barclay get the goat man into the infirmary slash vet's office. Thacker responds to the goat man. Infirmary. Yes. Very good. <laughs> I, oh, I thought I put that in there. Oh, I quick, didn't. Quick. 
I did appreciate it, though. I got you. Uh, Thacker responds to the goat man, sits up and surveys the situation. Mm-hmm. Normally, he's rather comatose. So we all remember who Thacker is and what yeah. he's normally doing, which is nothing. <laughs> uh, when they're talking Ooh. about... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to... Because I'm, like, going through my notes as you're talking. And weirdly enough, uh-huh. you guys, it's like we're sisters because a lot of my notes <laughs> are very similar to yours. But my next one just says, Barclay heads off Agent Stern, which made me a loud say, ooh. As if it was news to me. (laughs) So I had two more things before then. Oh, go, go. Which one was, just get some essential oils on it, a little lavender and melaleuca, he'll be right as rain. Mm. It's so easy, (laughs) guys. Um, And I think this goat man is a baby. He's brand new to the world. I figured it it was more like... Our sister thinking Chewbacca was a baby. Just because everyone did always think Chewbacca was a baby. (laughs) Maybe he's just, like, a really good comedian. See, that makes more sense. That's what I'm thinking. He's just laying it out every time. Like, he's good. He tells it like it is. Always killing it. See, I feel like maybe more this goat man is just very, they've been very sheltered. Mm. Because there's always been three of them. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, the first time that any of them, because they were also, like, surprised by the danger. But I don't know. You could be right. This could be a very he's a baby. new. He's a baby. Zero so in old. your mind, he's a baby. He's a baby, for sure. All right. I'm and then argue that in the next episode, but keep going. <laughs> I'm going to argue for it in the next episode, so Let's, we're good. We're going to. All right. Real Ace Attorney Agent shit. Stern. Okay. Barclay going to redirect that shit, and I want that scene so bad. What did Barclay do? <laughs> How did he convince him to go back upstairs? Let's discuss. What do we think Barclay told Agent Stern about why there was screaming coming from the basement? I, or at least I somewhere can't nearby. even hazard a guess. Really competitive air hockey. Mm, love Ooh. it. I see. The problem with that is, I feel like Agent Stern would have like, I want in. I'm, I'm He's totally like, good at air I'm hockey. I'm the air hockey Let's champion go. of 1994. P.S. On top of this other P.S. So this is a P.P.S. I finally <laughs> finished Twin Peaks. <laughs> so now I am back to being like, oh yeah, Dale Cooper. <laughs> That's it. I just thought I'd let everybody know. That ending, you guys, how did people live with that for 26 years is beyond me. I'm very, I'm very impressed with everybody who waited. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, I think maybe, because yeah, I went, I was thinking of more, not anything nearly as fun as air hockey, just like, (laughs) oh, I was hammering downstairs and I just like smashed my hand, LOL. Yeah, although I mean, I guess maybe you have to have something that would that would really disincline somebody to come down and look. So maybe like um, there was a plumbing mishap and there's sewage backing up into the basement, which does happen from time That's to time. Good call, yeah. Because you would That's definitely a, do like, a U-turn. Good one. Yeah. I would for sure just. I trust you. I trust that you were doing your best. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I like that one. That's very smart. Yeah, good thinking. So maybe he did that to head off Agent Stern. Maybe it was... <sighs> I was trying to make it dirty. I can't. Barclay's too clean. <laughs> He's such a sweet boy. All right. Minerva shows up, of course. And she demands Minerva. Duck kill the beast. Yeah. And Duck's it not gets about a little that. heated. Mm. Uh-huh. Now, I love this. Duck's monologue mm. is so good. And also the yeah. call of so many cosplayers and plush artists, I'm sure, when he says... <laughs> Now, unless you can hold a thread, I would ask you leave me the fuck alone and let me sew. How many times have you girls said that? Anne, I think you're saying it right now. <laughs> Anne is defo saying it right now. You know I like wrote it down because I was like, I've been here, which means I know that Anne's been here because you sew way more than I do. I'm not usually, I'm usually by myself, though, so I don't know. I think if, a, if a, some sort of spectral being from another realm had showed up and and I thought they could so I probably would have taken them up on it. Um, <laughs> That's I would have been that like, that track. But yeah, I think yeah. I think probably I would have been like either you're helping or you're playing podcast for me or you're leaving alone leaving me alone. Mm. <laughs> You've got three options here, spectral being. You can hold the thread, press play, or you can get the fuck out. <laughs> so she gets the fuck out cuz she doesn't want to so apparently. Uh, she comes back later that night and apologizes to Duck after being frozen with the blues music again. And what is that? Yeah. Why? What Why is the deal with that music? Because, yeah, let's take a beat here 
Because even the way, like, when he explained it the first time, it was very creepy. This Mm -hmm. image of Minerva frozen as the music's playing. This time it almost sounded like she, like, the way he described it almost sounded like she was requesting Duck to, like, wait. Like, Mm -hmm. give me a Is hold music? Spectral hold music? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) The connection's a little off. We play this. I, I still think it's probably interference. Uh, you know, like if she's communicating oh. from really far away, that something is interfering with the signal. So sometimes you get bleed from some radio station. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the impression oh. that I got. But so it's almost a little as if you were trying to use the Wi-Fi from a Burger King. <laughs> Let's say. But you're sitting in the Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Brittany, I love where you took it. I was making a magic reference, magic reference from the Magic Tavern. I'm just not getting that. I've only listened to 20 episodes. <laughs> Uh, I almost, I almost gave out a spoiler, but I about Dairy Queen, but I did not. So, oh, ooh. <laughs> see now I'm back in. It's not, it's not a major plot spoiler. Well, damn it! <laughs> there may be an episode involving Dairy Queen. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> have to point. keep listening. So maybe you're psychic. The week Brittany, I don't know. I know what the Blizzard of the Week is. <laughs> maybe, maybe I've just been dealing with my own Blizzard. Okay, we do find out Minerva's home planet. Uh, called Five for short, because I did not write down the whole name. Um, yeah. It also had a connection with another planet, and it was ravaged and mm-hmm. destroyed, yeah. I believe. Yes. Okay. So that's why she's so passionate about, like, you can't let these creatures in. You can't let Protecting. your home planet be yeah. attacked. What did she say? Like, slash true. Strike true. Yeah. Strike true. This is why you're the that's chosen it. one. And Duck's like, I'm not killing a defenseless unarmed creature that's unconscious yeah. at the time too like yeah i'm with duck it would have been real make sure dark if he had yeah yeah right oh my gosh how quickly the tides turned what would griffin Ooh, have done the the appreciation nation might uh see a <laughs> secession there <laughs> if that were the case he's finally got his dark character but luckily it's not no he he stayed true to him um, yeah. And then we jump to Ned at the sheriff's office, and he requests cronuts, which don't try to say those two words together because it does not sound good. <laughs> and they are a croissant and a donut. Is this the first time you're hearing of a say, cronut? Is this new to you? Yeah. Wow. We don't huh? get much up here. Also, guys, I'm gluten free. Fair enough. That's true. So to, Brittany would not I don't be get to eat in the a cronut. Stuff. I have not no. had one either. Yeah. Um, I haven't I'm either. Not, requesting cronuts i've never seen so one on a menu and this just shows us that ned is very fancy he's a man mm. who knows what kind of snack he wants <laughs> and it's probably not something that any police station has but if they do it's probably a very nice police station honestly though maybe the twin peaks police station does have this it somewhere is... on their donut table i bet they do they do have a lot lucy um, knows what's up uh, then Ned said he was picking up a za, and it's probably the worst thing I've ever heard. I hated that. <laughs> uh, Sheriff Zeke is making connections with Ned, being at all the latest disaster areas. Thinks he's trying to make the supernatural mischief himself to, you know, ramp up his business. Uh, Zeke is see. on the level. Knows something shifty is happening. Sheriff Neely died in the woods in 1991 via bear attack. Do we believe this? Mm, no, definitely not. Hell no. <laughs> I want to say Sheriff Neely, for sure, part of the Pine Squad. Pine Squad? Mm, Pine, Pine Guard. What's their name? Pine Guard. Pine Guard. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe we should have like let you go for a while to see how many more you came <laughs> up with. keep seeing, yeah. <laughs> Where will she land? Who knows? Bury her there. All right. Um, Zeke just wants to know what's going on in this town. And I was really hoping that they would get along, that, like, Zeke would get brought into the fold. They got close. Very mm. close. I, want, I, th- I feel like he might, eventually. Yeah. So there we go. Sisters. I'm excited for the day when Zeke and Ned do meet up in the middle, when Zeke knows that Ned mm-hmm. isn't as much of a bullshit as he portrays himself to be. Yeah. Because, like, I get, I get why Zeke in this moment, like, as Ned, levels with him. And for all intents and purposes, like, as far as he could, told the truth to the sheriff here. But I get why Zeke's response was, <laughs> you fucker. Nice try. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So it's going to be, right. I'm with you. It's going to be dope uh, should uh-huh. that moment happen where it's like, oh, damn. All right. I'm with you. Just 
take me along for the ride and I'll do what I can. So we called it here first, friends. Probably here. first. I don't know. We are two weeks late in recording this, but we <laughs> did call true. it. Uh, then we have flashback time. Here we go. And Nell. Here we go. Tell us about your guy. Yeah, you know I'm standing for Ned all the time. So, yeah, we go into this. Uh, this is essentially Ned and Boyd's meet cute, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I said the cutest of meet cutes. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. You guys, it's so cute. They're both robbing the same house. OMG, romantic as fuck. <laughs> and it's a house that's being fumigated. So, like, there you so have it's all your, that, like, like, misty and kind of see it's them misty. in the distance. everybody's wearing their gas masks it's interesting because like obviously what do you do in this situation where you a a, a cat burglar i do like <laughs> that ned makes it clear he didn't ever do he wasn't a violent criminal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. appreciated <laughs> tries to bullshit that he's they tried from... to portray himself a robin hood <laughs> character like, no, but not no quite. <laughs> i appreciate it but no 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 let's be real um so meets this other burglar in here and we're all at least if you're me we're all just wondering <laughs> what is this dude's deal tell me everything of course the cops show up they escape together um, not only escape together, uh, this other person knows the way out, so they start trying to find their way out. Uh, Ned, this is where you girls will have to help me out a bit. Did Ned, was did he break the door, or was he able to pick it open? I didn't write that down. Oh, yeah, I remember he got it open, but I don't actually remember how. Let's just say he broke it open, because it's hot. Okay. And so <laughs> they both escape. And then, also very handsome, when they're escaping, uh, this person who we find out later is named Boyd, Helps Ned over... That was the clincher. That's so romantic, you guys. Because not only are you meeting this person in a shared hobby, stealing, uh, (laughs) but then that they help you escape from the cops... Romance mm-hmm. out the door. What's here? You up first. That's insanity. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Like this never happens. <laughs> this so, is honor among thieves. Literally, at, at the highest regard. I definitely get the sense that he is smitten with Ned. They're both a little intrigued by each other here, so they get out. Boyd gives us his name, Boyd Mosh, and Ned gives Nick, us the name. Here's what I love: Arturo Copperswaite. <laughs> because no one would think that was a, was an alias. <laughs> God Very bless them. coming up with these. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I also love that in this moment, Griffin let Clint describe what Boyd looked mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And he went very handsome with it. He was like, he you know, very think handsome. Because even if you're not like, even if you don't go like immediately like one for one, Michael Phelps, think about it. Michael Phelps, though, is a swimmer. That's a great, great shape. Yep, yep. Um, and even, yeah, the descriptions, this, like, square jaw, and then even the way that Griff is describing him. So clearly, uh-huh. as we all hoped, we have a handsome British man who is Ned's ex-boyfriend <laughs> that I cannot wait until we meet again. Gonna show up? And I'm again, so very romantic, helping him over that wall, escape from the police. <laughs> <laughs> Together forever. Which makes the knife dig in so much worse when Ned just leaves him <sighs> later. Together mm. for never. That was a bad breakup, my friends. All right. Back in this world, though, we've got Aubrey and Janelle. Hey. Uh, Hey, girls. So Aubrey (laughs) wants the magic to be taken away, which I found very surprising. Yeah. She does not want it. it. She's afraid to use it. She thinks every time she uses it, someone gets hurt. Yeah. Even Griff was surprised by this. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it made made sense as a progression of the, the, like, emotional place that Aubrey was at. But yeah, it it took me aback for a second, too. I mean, like it, yeah. like it's logical, but I also, I think you, I think you sort of assume that if players have something like that, that they're going to want to keep it, you know, like yeah. if and you like get something it. awesome, mm-hmm. you want to keep it. You want to justify keeping it. You don't usually kind of self nerf. Is that a thing? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. But then Janelle explains that the magic doesn't belong to her. Mm-hmm. It belongs to the planet. Yeah. And this is where it got really great for me when she talks about. All planets are living, sentient things, which I think is spooky as fuck when you think about <laughs> planets being alive. And it makes me think of that um, thing that was going around about the sun being an eldritch being. And it, w- it made Wait, me what? appreciate our <laughs> sun. Yeah, hold so- up. Oh, my gosh. I will send it to you girls. I will. I think I saved it somewhere. 
And I will, I'll, I'll push out a link on Twitter and I will for sure share it mm. with you ladies. It's phenomenal because it talks about how it gives life and like the the sun flares are like its arms. Oh, it's so good. Ooh. So keep that in mind. I definitely want to read that. You definitely should. Um, Janelle gives a great line in explaining to Aubrey why she should continue her training even if she's scared because mm-hmm. she can't get rid of this magic and a dull knife is far more dangerous than a sharp one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. ooh, that's so good. So keep that in mind, friends. If you think <laughs> your life is hard, just don't be a dull knife. Be a sharp one. So I go on to say Griffin stops being a normal human in this. Like, his ability to switch voices and storytell and act and describe is just mind-boggling. Like, he does yeah. it all... At the same time, without a breath, and it was like, how? How do you do that? You've gone so far in the on. opposite direction of ragging on Griffin for every little thing he does that isn't up to your standing. That now you're just like in awe of him, and so you're hoping. Griffin, I see your game. You're hoping he'll pay you back with a bunny. bunny. <laughs> I just want a bunny. Come on, Griffin. All right, but then yeah, we find out the interpreter's a hater. Kind yeah. of a little bit of a, a little, little bit, bit of a dick. Boy. And I thought Aubrey should call that shit out, but she did not. I get why she didn't, though. Because you think about in the moment, if you just suddenly hear two voices coming from this person, you're like, wait, what? Which is what essentially she does. Mm-hmm. And you know that this is the ruler of this planet. Right. And I appreciated that and Travis you want did to say, be in the is everything again? okay? Yeah. So she, she tried. probably could kick her out, right? She would have that power. I would imagine so. It seems like people revere her very much. So, yes, I'm, yeah. I imagine if Aubrey had made some sort of move to convince other people that the interpreter had good reason to dislike this person, that, yes, she would be banished and nobody mm-hmm. would question it. That's just my thought, good though. Call. Who knows? All right. So good work, Aubrey, in not <laughs> calling that shit out. Don't be a Britney. Don't just be like, hey, <laughs> how dare you? I'm here for good reasons. Um I love the way Travis said, I would like to touch the crystal now, Griffin. Because it was just, it was very beautiful. Very patient. Oh, oh. I have a friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's high Sorry. nice meow. Derek the cat, everybody. <laughs> well, you did hit him in the face with a phone, hasn't gotten... so. <laughs> I did hear. He's, yes. He's had a rough, a rough afternoon. Okay. Um, I tell Aubrey to lift the crystal. She should for sure lift the crystal. And then I immediately follow that up with, oh, snap, now the crystal licks you. Because <laughs> apparently she touches it and gets kind of sucked into it. And as far as I could tell, the crystal hungers for some human essence and got better. Like, it seemed like when he says she falls back... And there's flowers around her and there weren't before. She's still in the same spot, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's took that much... as like, ooh, the crystal's like delicious. I feel better now. And here's some flowers. Yeah. Right. So this almost makes me think if like the reason the crystal's getting weaker is because it doesn't have a connection to humans or something like that. It's missing some sort of force that Aubrey then was able to give it. Even mm-hmm. just a little bit. And that's why these flowers mm-hmm. suddenly grew, which again, very Undertale. And that maybe then we'll see in future episodes that this did kind of revitalize it a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll find mm-hmm. out. That's what I'm hoping. Um, her eyes now look like dominoes via Deadpool <laughs> 2, if anybody saw that. I She's got one yet. brown one and one that's kind of like starbursting a little bit. Orange. Crystal, orange crystal color. Yeah. 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 For sure. And now we are in the infirmary. See, I did write it that way. There you um, go. With the side bird flu inside. <laughs> Do not open. <laughs> the Walking Dead jokes I loved. And I loved when Doug says, get inside. And Aubrey goes, what? And get bird flu? <laughs> I love <laughs> That's when I had to pause it and just laugh for a minute. Because I love that. I love playing with that stuff. So. Oh, and Aubrey's in sunglasses inside in the cellar. She is so yeah. cool. Like, that's all I would think. It's like, God, that's Aubrey's just so cool. Aubrey just like her. Travis has worn sunglasses inside, so <laughs> it makes sense that Aubrey would too. Well, yeah. one in a kind. And Aubrey uses her magic to benefit in a non-attacking way. Yeah. Which I think is one of the first times she does that. 
No, maybe yeah, not. now that she has mm-hmm. this knowledge, she's able to at least she's able to be like cognizant of what she's asking for. And I yeah. think that yeah. that is new. it's a very different kind of skill. Yeah, right. It wasn't a force pushing out because even with the pole, she it's always been like right. something pushed out of her. Right. And because well, when something. she talks to Janelle, she says it's a reaction mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. it is a cognizant request. And this time it was an actual request. Right. And it works. And it works. And we hear our goat man's <laughs> first word, our baby goat man, and his first word, which was, duck. Duck. <gasps> and was that you? No. No, that was no. me. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I should have so... just given it to her. been like, yes, Anne, that was so good. <laughs> so hopeful. And great, great, great goat duck. <laughs> Anne, wow. <laughs> too many animals in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that gets us to now to Amnesty. That gets us to 17. now. Good, good run through. Thank you, Brittany, Thank you. so much. That brings us all up to I'm speed. Good at taking notes. You are. And this is where now we only have a ten for a roll. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, friends. I won't talk nearly as much for this one. Take it away, ladies. Don't worry. I always talk way too much, and I can start us off by saying at the top here. Uh. It's as if Romancing the Zone and the Avenger Zone swapped places at the beginning here as the boys discuss erotic awakenings regarding goat men. So I just really wanted to make sure we all appreciated this moment. I... <laughs> that was some shit straight up our bullshit that those boys got on. so hard. It's like, Griffin, get with it. Vincent is a handsome goat man. There were all the erotic awakenings. Like, we've talked Everybody. about this at length. Everybody was awakened. So many times. <laughs> and then he was gonna make it a hard move. I was like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, they're for sure in the bone zone right now. That's where our meat cute happens in the bone zone. <laughs> oh, it's <was> very good. <laughs> so now we have a goat person who can understand them, but cannot talk back very well. Right? He can say duck. Maybe because he's a baby. He can also say pizza. And he can say pizza, which made me laugh (laughs) very much. (laughs) (laughs) But I I appreciate so much Travis's response being, oh, here's my thoughtful response to a goat person saying pizza, being, yes, a pizza sign almost killed some people. Amazing. Very good, Travis. The rest of us were too busy laughing good at Griffin's joke while he was like, I'm on the scene here. Travis is showing up for, for puzzle solving and connection making. He is. He is. He's going to get out of this uh, escape room. Yeah. Go listen to Guilty Treasures. Uh, <laughs> that's our quick... Uh, what do you call that? What do you, you say a thing? The piece Shameless plug? promotion. <laughs> All of there those. we go. All of those. Uh, they hear the cellar doors open. And again, Travis, Travis kills it right now. Mom's home. He's just on the ball. He's, oh, no, mom's home. And it's Barclay, which I think still stands. I, I thought the Barclay's same thing. It's like, yeah, no, it's just Barclay, mom, who's home and coming down to check on all of you. <laughs> it is not mama who's deeply terrifying. It's Barclay, the actual mother. Like, like Barclay, you're like, will mom. take care of you, yeah. feed you, pick you up from swim practice. It's Barclay. <laughs> Show up with a baseball bat as needed. Hell yeah. <laughs> Barclay, you're such a good mom. Uh, so yeah, he's coming down. Is this because, does he come down to say, uh, duck, the phone's for you. Very high school. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which is very mom-like. So mom. Indeed. Duck, get the phone. Very much like Barclay comes down and says, duck, there's a boy on the phone for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Barclay, and gets all like shy. They all start like hitting at each other as Duck goes upstairs, (laughs) and Danny goes ooh as she hands the receiver over to him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, everybody. Oh, and then he gets the dream phone, and of course it's Indrid. And he's saying, "Man calls." He's not wearing a hat. That's a very niche joke for people who play the game Dream Phone. <laughs> we played it a lot. <laughs> he looks good in whatever he wears. He's not wearing a hat. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
Oh, Brittany's oh, gone. Too hard. Oh, we shit. played that game so much. <laughs> Mostly because we were enchanted with the idea of a giant pink phone. <laughs> oh. We could call, and then we would change the names of all the boys we to match play, all the anime boys yeah, we thought were we pretty at the time. We would play Dream Phone with anime boys version. I'm, I'm throwing this idea right out, out here right now. Let's have a bonus episode of Romance in the Zone where we play Dream Phone with all the Adventure Zone boys. And I'm talking all the Adventure Zone boys. And, and girls, girls. And everybody. We're having a whole Adventure Zone Dream Phone marathon. The Adventure Phone is what we'll call it. <laughs> or the Dream Zone. Either one. Oh, God, it works. <laughs> On every level. This was meant to be. We're going to make it happen. TM, TM, TM. Oh. Don't take our idea, anybody. <laughs> anyway, it is injured. I'll get us out of here. It's injured on the phone. <laughs> and he's... um, it, it, Not this wearing a hat. Is where he's not wearing a hat. And he says that... Duck saving Billy changed everything, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. And I do uh-huh. want to ask very quickly, do you girls think that Griffin was kind of up in the air as to whether or not Duck would take Billy? Oh yeah. No, I don't I don't think he I don't think he thought he would. Yeah. Because I mean, it would have been just as easy to leave him there. I, Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure that Griffin thought about both possibilities, but I think it would have mm-hmm. been a safe bet to assume that he was just gonna leave him. Um Sure. Same. It, you know, because you have to have like extra motivation and then you have to sort of justify why you're doing it and how you're doing it. So it, it does. It yeah, definitely right. complicates things. It it seemed like maybe Griffin was not completely expecting that. Which I always like mm-hmm. when they throw Griffin off and he has to kind of work on his toes as much as they do, even mm-hmm. though he mm-hmm. has clearly kind of thought of this one a little bit. Um, and even with him, I feel like through him, even we have injured saying, Hey, you just changed the plot line. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> all my visions have shifted. Oh. Which is very like interesting. That. Also, P.S., well, could... they named him Billy by now. Uh, we, yes. we skimmed over that point. Yes. yes. He does have a name. Good bless. I'm glad it's not Jeff, to be fair. No offense to any Jeffs out there. It's a great name. I have friends named Jeff. Nothing against Jeff. It's just <laughs> Billy's a better name, especially for a goat. It's a very good name. Uh, so I had to say, Duck nailed it by saving the goat man. Way to go, it man, is what I wrote. <laughs> Again, I have probably the best notes ever. Not a good I will goat. put them in a museum one day, and they will be highly acclaimed. Yeah. And then the scariest fucking music in the world shows Ooh. up. <laughs> and Griffin gives us the scariest goddamn scene and i'm walking home as this is happening and we're Mm. to the part of the world or i live in the part of the world where it gets dark now around five and pretty soon i will have no sunlight at all so it's already getting dark and this happens and i'm in a snow in case like it was so spooky i wanted to go home faster yeah you're like in a similar setting to amnesty which is in kepler where they're getting these snowy flurries you're in a place that already is getting snow and Mm -hmm. i'm sure presumably flurries. yes yeah since it's like it's a it's the big foreboding thing in this scene it's it's what's warned them every time that something really bad is about to happen when they haven't been on the phone with indrid saying hey what's up something really bad is about to happen yeah I had forgotten that the snow was a precursor to that. Mm-hmm. Again, I, it just snows all the time for me right now. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's snowing. What? And in my head, I was like, why is that important? Why is him looking out and seeing snow? Oh, interesting. What does that do? And it took me to be like, oh, right. Something bad is happening. That's the precursor. That's how we know. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, the scary hello Halloween situation shows up. <laughs> very exorcist. Very... Not something I wanted in my brain. Because it's essentially him saying, your friends are in danger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because because they brought the goat man back. Right. And then we have the scene. So, yeah. Yes. I appreciate that as Griffin is explaining the situation, being that essentially Thacker's gone wild. He's gotten his. <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> oh, no, no. This is not a fun wild. Uh, I like that even as Griffin is explaining it, Justin's like, yeah, Duck's already gone. Yeah, I, if it was a movie, there would be there would be a shot of the presumably corded phone, even though those are really old school, like just yeah. dangling just <laughs> as he runs swinging. off. And then no, that's exactly the how yeah. I saw it. Well, now I see a giant pink dream phone, but initially <laughs> I for sure saw like an olive green corded phone, and yeah, it dangling, definitely. 
Here's what I will say, because then this is where, yeah, uh, Duck, of course, runs downstairs. Thacker has gotten loose. He's crawling on the ceiling. Yeah, which Ugh. is definitely, it's never, no. never That's okay. Nothing crawling part. on the ceiling is ever okay. Crawling on the ceiling, Mm-mm. and his whole head is almost turned around mm-hmm. exorcist style. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah. this, oh, and the scary ass music. Uh-uh. Griffin. Why? Well, and, Why and also the there's a smaller detail. I don't remember if they had mentioned the black ooze in association with Thacker yeah. prior to this or not, but that's the abomination stuff. And this that's, is, I would say that's that yeah, first ooze. Yeah, and this guy yeah. is human, so that's not you good. Guys, I had forgotten uh-huh. about that. Ew, Thacker, stop! And it gets worse. It gets worse. He's crawling on the ceiling. Duck comes downstairs. <laughs> My homeboy Ned doing what he do, running for it. <laughs> Love it. That's what um, the safe room is for. It's a classic That's what Ned. It's for <laughs> he knows what he's about. I appreciate it. I, uh, I like it. that Billy is just chill as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Billy doesn't realize. Okay. Like, I do love that reasoning. He doesn't know this isn't what humans do. Fair. <laughs> He's like writing it down in his notebook. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Like, sometimes <laughs> crawl on ceilings. Okay. Bit black ooze. Well, and Maybe even... he's a symbiote. <laughs> well, and even uh, when Aubrey, of course, is like, Billy, go after Ned. And then I like that you can hear uh, Clint with good voice works being like off in the distance shouting for Billy to come here. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like a baby. Can I just say, though, uh, between the intro of just seeing these goat men in general and actually helping Billy, I forgot that he's huge until he <laughs> says swole. he has a hard time getting into like through the doorway. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> forgot those Gaga shoes. They had some height. Jacked. That was all I had to add. Billy's huge. Don't forget it, everybody. Uh, everybody remember. <laughs> oh, but I can't uh, take us Duck th- is the hero of our time. Duck is oh, the hero of our take time. Take us there. And I can take us there. Uh, I like how they worked out Aubrey using the potions. Mm, yeah. That was so good. Oh, was that it? Yeah, sorry. I didn't know if anybody has like, anything to add to that. <laughs> no, now we were just sitting here thinking about that being a good scene. And that was pretty much like it doesn't really need commentary. They kind of got there on their own. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I really did. I just like that it was this... I, I think I appreciate moments like that because it is this um, finding common ground between the players mm-hmm. and the DM, which doesn't always happen in games. But exactly. One, yeah, you can meet halfway. And this is a perfect example of I was of just going to say... It's excellent collaboration. Yeah. And here's your idea. Here's my idea. Let's marry them. And now we have an amazing scene. Yeah. That we all get to super duper enjoy. Yeah. Uh, duck cast, get them on down. <laughs> Try yep. to get the, that was it. Get Thacker down. I wanted him to attack him with a broom. Just like poke at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Swap. Swipe. Like a, like a spider? A pool skimmer, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It might be down there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's crawling around on the ceiling. His head is flipped around. This is not normal. You can't tackle him because, again, he's on the ceiling. So, yeah, poke him with the broom. Get him on down. Then you tackle him. Yeah. Does he end up jumping or, or does the potion knock him down? This is where he wasn't already on the on the ground by the time they used the potion because yeah because duck gets him down I think his duck was already on the stairs so I think that gave him a little bit of height to try to to get him down so I think they were already on he did a leap and grab I think they were already on the floor at that point I may I may have the order wrong but I I, because I remember distinctly that in the process of doing that the duck gets scratched with like. His spooky Ooh, yeah. monster nails yes. that have the ooze on them, and that um, Griffin makes a point of burns. mentioning that it burns. Yeah, and that it doesn't just sting like chemicals; that it feels really weird. So it's like yeah. something magical, weird. So, so it seemed we, like that was important so this is where, to, to like yeah. in the middle of this scene yeah. to make sure that you mention that. It must be important. Uh huh. Do we think this? So is everybody, something... keep your eyes on Duck. Yeah, that's gonna. He show may up be later. infected. Yeah. Is this a zombie sort of thing? Oh no! <laughs> Could be. I don't know if it's a zombie thing or it's just um, you know some other indication that this ooze is not just ooze that there's more to it than that. But uh, but I think I think we were intended to notice it. I don't think it was just flavor. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And mm-hmm. good point bringing that up because I almost forgot all about it. Because <laughs> then he jumps on duck and that kind of gives Aubrey a chance to get him mm-hmm. with her potion throwing at least away from duck. But then Duck does ultimately get a shot at him. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Because then that gets him at least to the uh, the safe room where Ned and Billy are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After Duck punches yes. him in the face. I love how quickly they adopted Billy. 
Right. Whereas Ned talks about wrapping his arm around his waist. Yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. And like guiding him out. I would think out. so because he's very big. Yeah. Yes. And holding the, the so- notebook up, which I love that like Billy doesn't even know immediately like he's supposed to eat this. But Ned is going to <laughs> uh-huh. certainly threaten Thacker by saying, this is a goat and he's going to eat this book if you don't <laughs> let us leave. Which somehow works. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it, the well, the least it probably took him by surprise. Do you think just right, like his even book? if he wasn't? Well, I mean, yeah, maybe if he didn't. I mean, I'm not sure if if uh, Thacker was supposed to be coherent enough to know what was going on. Right. But yeah, I think the book is. If the book was that important to him, it seems like it might have maintained importance to him. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Because that's-, that's what I took it as when he says the the his eyes kind of clear up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. so that yeah, it was that book recognition. Yeah. And I wonder, like now in the moment thinking about it, I wonder if it's something that he just worked on long enough that it's so recognizable, yeah. or if we wanted to really reach if there's something in there that mm. might help him. Maybe, oh. yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Does anybody yeah, I mean, else I just get assumed... old man McGucket feelings from him? <laughs> Absolutely, only way more violent yeah. and gross. <laughs> yeah, yes. Disney after dark. <laughs> so, but he so Thacker in this uh, in the safe room. They do end up getting him locked in there. He does ruin Ned's Hummel figures and the PlayStation too, <laughs> and his bobbleheads. Oh, I thought the bobbleheads were safe. No, I thought the bobbleheads all got ruined. I, they will never bobble again. Well, I do remember that line, so you're probably right. Sorry about it, Ned. Um, here's okay. So this next part, I will say as an editor. I'm sure the whole destiny bit defo would have been scrapped <laughs> if not, it, if not for uh, a Justin's great tune. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> it would shit. have been criminal that... to cut that. Yeah, it... <laughs> we're in the Justin appreciation station again. I think it's now a corner once more because I want to sit here for a minute. How do you do that? I like... don't know. Because <laughs> he was just freest. I've never played Destiny. This was not a song from it, right? I no, wouldn't... it was it was partially another song, but not completely because right. the melody was different. So he uh-huh. he changed it, but he was building off of some not not from Destiny, but he was building off of an existing song. So it wasn't okay. completely freestyling, so... but it was close enough that I will give him that much credit. Absolutely. I mean, he had me fooled for sure. I thought this was all of Justin's brain, and he was just coming up with it on the fly. I was like, "How dare you!" <laughs> I mean, regardless, very impressive. Certainly made me giggle oh, a whole sure. bunch. Yes. <laughs> and then not only that did, but then apparently Duck, Ned, and Aubrey's Arrow fandom kept Megan, kept the yeah, laughs I'm... just rolling. <laughs> Somehow we stumbled straight into Arrow being a cult. I'm not really sure how that happened exactly. Which is fucking canon now, as far as Amnesty yeah. is concerned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't remember what the connective tissue is for that. I just know it happened, and I was laughing a whole bunch. I honestly don't remember. Were they just watching TV? Who knows? I don't, I don't know. It was Destiny, and then there was a song, and then... Arrow fandom. TV, and then Arrow fandom, and then they really <laughs> dug in. And then we get back to it by going to a phone call. Is there another phone call? No, they were they were going to take... Um, I guess so they talked to Indrid again, so Indrid, Indrid wanted them to bring Billy to see him. Yes. Yes. And this is where... I didn't remember if that happened previously before he told him, oh, BT Dubs, your friends are about to die. Get downstairs. Yeah, I can't remember. But we do know that, yeah, we have to go see Indrid. And um, this is where Aubrey and Ned both tell Barclay, hey, we're going. Uh, Let Mama know. Thacker's in the safe room now. Try to play it down. Don't tell her about the goat man. And as Justin said... I hope all of us remembered on the second listen through to imagine Duck just staring off into the distance as they all lie their faces off to Barclay because Duck, as we know, is a terrible fucking liar. Yeah, this is, this is, I almost drew this fan art, but I I have not had time. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I hope you do. Of Duck just staring at the lamp really intensely. (laughs) Really hard. And I wanted to catch fire now. (laughs) So then after Ned and Aubrey lie about just taking Billy out scouting, we smash cut over to Indrid's house. And um, so, of course, he welcomes them all in. He's the only one here. His is the only one here. As we've established, it's a little cold. People aren't really camping here. 
Um, and Indrid welcomes them all in for some hot nog. Is that a thing that people drink? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Make it hot. Yeah. Maybe some cinnamon on top, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Depends on the person. Yeah, I'm for sure not a nog drinker, so it took Most me a minute to remember not, that yeah. that was not super weird to be offered hot nog, <laughs> but to be given hot nog in a hot, in a hot Winnebago, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, Winnebagos not. are not big. I can't imagine it smells very good. I mean, I did think... not give off the sense that he bathes a whole bunch. That he's really into hygiene. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine it smells good. And then we get hot nog in the mix. And I would just be like, I'll wait outside. It's fine. <laughs> um, so here's what I will say as he's doling out hot nog to everybody but Aubrey, I think. Um, was. <laughs> Who all was expecting to be charmed by Billy? Like so oh, always. Yeah, from the very start. <laughs> at, at every at every opportunity. Once once he got the vague ability of speech. Mm. And absolutely once he was given the moniker of Billy, I knew. It's like he's he's in. He's he's the new darling. Move over Jake Cool Ice. <laughs> it's Billy's show now. Out of the way you just palm his face and push him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Try to turn her into a rabbit now. Wouldn't be back over. Come on. That's the only way it'll do it. Unless he becomes a bunny. It's Billy for life as far as Brittany's concerned. <laughs> I, I would say having having listened to other, uh, listening to some other actual play podcasts recently, that anytime the players make a decision to save an NPC that was probably supposed to die, they are now bonded for life and mm. they will not let anything happen to them if at all possible. I love <laughs> like, it. That move generally means, like, no, this is mine now. The DM yeah. cannot have it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think I was taken a little bit by surprise. Like, not entirely. Not like, oh, this is weird, but more like, oh, huh, yeah. I am charmed by Billy. <laughs> Which also, as I was writing this, my next note is all caps, oh, now I'm thinking of Billy Butcherson, who also charmed me by surprise. So I think maybe that's oh, just a thing. Like, yeah. If you're, like, kind of a weirdo named Billy, I'm probably going to be charmed by you by surprise. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But Griffin Griffin is still holding the cards because, uh, as we see from this Nog scene, that, that Billy doesn't know what to do with it. Like, it doesn't occur <laughs> to him to drink it, and he uses it to wash his hands. <laughs> And which is a which is a weird thing, and it's like you could kind of you know say whatever like this is a joke. It was funny. Billy doesn't really know what's going on, but Griffin does again make a point of saying that there are a lot of things that we don't know about Billy, mm. which is also very interesting. So he's still he's still got uh, an ace up his sleeve about him that we don't understand. Right. There's something like sweet. Maybe he's an infant. And almost kind. <laughs> but he was mean, and he he was he was mean. He was coarse and very unrefined. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's dear, and so, so unsure. I wonder. Wait, how does that go? I wonder why I didn't see it there before. <laughs> so, if if Billy has never been handed a beverage before, if he has just sprouted what? fully grown from the earth, mm, as see, he may have, I have this argument. Um, he is watching two other people with Nog. You'd think he'd mimic them. Unless they hadn't drank it He's yet. probably hmm. never washed his hands before. Why would now he think, ah, this would be Here's good. one argument. No, rebuttal, please. <laughs> I stand up. I'm suddenly in a three-piece suit. Okay. <laughs> My first argument, Your Honor, is uh, he may not have seen the others drink their Nog yet. And uh, more importantly, I think Griffin's just trying to have fun with his players. No. Your rebuttal, Brittany. <laughs> Everything matters in this game. We need to know all the details. Is he an infant? Did he come fully formed as a swole goat man? Has Griffin ever washed his hands with Nog? Is he putting himself into Billy? Mm. <laughs> Anne, what's your ruling? Uh, wait, am I the judge in this? I was thinking maybe I was yes. the court stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, audience just be the judge of this. Like, oh. Audience, what do you think? Judge, your honor, audience, you tell us. This will be our poll. <laughs> That's true. Who's right? Brittany Neller and 
I, the one thing I will say is that if you are at a party and someone offers you eggnog and you can't come up with a good excuse for why you do not want to drink eggnog and you don't ever want to be asked again, using it to wash your hands is probably a great way to ensure that you will never again at a holiday party be offered nog. Hey, this is <laughs> this is really good. I'm voting for everybody Anne's listening. Here. Take note; it's very good. <laughs> This Billy, he, he knows more than we think. Billy's so much smarter. He's very astute. He's firing on levels we don't even understand yet. <laughs> I can't wait till... One, like we mentioned earlier, I can't wait till Zeke and Clint have their... Wait, Zeke and Ned have their understanding. And I can't wait until Billy's like, Oh, I've been like watching and protecting your asses this entire time. Now you're just aware of it. <laughs> it's going to be great. And then, and then Billy and the other two goat men are going to start their own podcast, yes. obviously. My my Billy, my Billy oh, and yeah. me. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, we'll just come up with more golly. podcast names. Um, right. My favorite herder, like a goat herder. <laughs> <laughs> There's mine now. Brittany, you go. I, 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 I got nothing. I only listened to two podcasts. And we named them both. <laughs> and they're already named. I was trying to pull a tavern joke. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm not getting anything immediately there. We'll think on it. We'll think on it. Right, Audience, I'll come back your honor, that. if you have anything. <laughs> um, so we have Indrid offering to make Billy his charm here. Do you think he made all of their charms? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I, I think we can probably conclude, since Indrid has been on Earth for the longest of anybody from Sylvain, as far as we know, that yeah. that does make sense, that he's the one who's been making the charms that allow them to hide amongst humans. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I'd forgotten that, but I think that makes a lot of sense. I honestly didn't hear, because I was trying to think of a podcast name. <laughs> I, I did think of one, but I was like, should I save that for later? <laughs> this is not really on top. Whisper it to me, and then I'll say. Uh, it has to be Hello from the Billy Goat Tavern, which is a tavern in Chicago. Oh, cute. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's maybe too meta, but, you know. <laughs> That's the kind of thing Arnie would say. People on Earth are loving it. <laughs> People specifically in Chicago are loving They're it. They're loving it. <laughs> um, so... um, I was thinking maybe Bones. <laughs> you did it i'm proud of you all right now i can fully pay attention to our podcast okay so i had asked uh do you think that injured made everybody's charms i was wondering that okay so it's, what was our consensus is that Anne said that it seems likely since he's yeah. been here the longest mm -hmm. that's true right? i forget that he's been here for like ever mm-hmm because, yeah, he predates the uh, holding the gate since 88. For, for sure. sure. So it does seem likely. And obviously he's very good at it. He makes it very quickly, this watch, which even mm -hmm. before Griff said it, I was like, I wonder if Billy chose that just because it's shiny. <laughs> I still think yes. The answer is yes. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Sounds very plausible. Really quick, yeah. I want to make sure I understood this correctly. Did Billy go into Indrid's room? Alone and just like ruffle through things until he found what he wanted. Well, there was a drawer. I mean, in a Winnebago, you, you, there's not a lot of. I mean, they would have still been able to see him from the yeah. main room. Like yeah. this is not okay. Like, I mean, this was a, a matter of a few feet, I would think, unless it's a very large Winnebago. No, that's a good call. It may be bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so it does sound like right. He had like a a chest or a drawer or something for Billy to look through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that it happened mm -hmm. to be in his room, which was yeah. close by. Which was the same room they were all standing in because <laughs> Could there's be. not a lot of room. A studio Winnebago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we go. Let's, uh, to get us into the end here, he does end up choosing the shiny watch and... Do they talk about something while they... Yeah, while they have this... Well, Travis tries to get the entire explanation out of Griffin, basically, about it's, it's whether right. or not <laughs> Billy is, is and his crew are working for someone or whether they're the ones, uh, you know, making the bad things happen and how that connects to anything else that's going on, which, of course, he gets shut down trying to do. Although, sure. I mean, it was a legit question. Um, yeah. 
because it, it is very unclear still exactly what's happening because I mean for one thing when they were attacked in the basement I mean obviously he has two cohorts that were probably out there in the snow somewhere but we know the snow happens and then something really unlucky happens that then yeah. freed Thatcher so it's not like a direct connection right and Billy seemed completely oblivious the entire time so it's not really clear whether it's entirely conscious or intentional even if he wasn't personally responsible for Thacker getting out it seems like he might have realized what was happening and he didn't so something complicated is going on right that's where it's still really confusing because obviously right the snow shows up bad things happen but we're not seeing any direct correlation between someone doing it yeah especially because there seems to be logic behind what's happening so it's it's not the coincidences are not coincidental yeah. There's there's something happening that connects these, which they they were trying to figure out, but it, it seems like the main connection is the Forest Service, except yeah. that doesn't explain the general store. Right. Which is Right. <laughs> so Duck's gonna go back. Right. <laughs> um, but I know that was something that we had discussed on this show too, was mm. this is the only kind of thread that's connecting all of yeah. them is people who know Duck. Yeah, and it seems like mm-hmm. there's still the, the the Forest Service connection is definitely important because yeah. the only other thing that we know about what they're doing and why is the word grow. So Thank we know you. they're yes. growing something, and it's possible that the maybe my thought at one point was maybe they were they needed something from the general store or it was preventing them from doing something oh, like yeah. re- related to whatever it is that they're growing. But then the the funicular doesn't make very much sense either. So. Huh. We're still we're still missing some important pieces here. We're seeing some of it, but we're missing some pieces. Yeah, some parts of the puzzle are coming. We should all together. get our murder boards started up. Yeah, put together your puzzles, start <laughs> your murder boards. Um, but yes, thank you for bringing up Grow. I can't believe we almost were like in cruise on into the ending before bringing up the fact that <laughs> they are growing something. It sounds like, and that's why they took all of that yeah. stuff out of uh, Danimal's car. And of course, we got to know what it is that they're growing because this is clearly important. And Doc uses, he tries to encourage Billy to tell him what it is by essentially being like, you know, I put myself out there for you. If you do this for us, we'll, we'll be square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is huge. That's very big. And you, you might think that we might get a heavy cliffhanger in this episode with such a revelation. <laughs> That's not the case. Because first, we got to get Billy his human disguise. <laughs> Yeah, and I will tell you, when I was writing notes for this um, the first time, mm-hmm. I was writing down, oh, Duck Duck has to help Billy put the watch on. He's got which a duckling, so which I was like, oh, that's cute. And Aww. then I was like, no, wait, it's a gosling. <laughs> and that's Aww. good. <laughs> you were on it. And once again, I just celebrate the fact that it's these guys choosing conventionally attractive men. For their, that they want to base their characters on. <laughs> I love the idea of Indrid having Ryan Gosling on right? the brain. Like, he's just thirsty for Ryan Gosling all the time. It's like, man. Indrid was just like, you know who's really handsome? <laughs> you know I'd love for this guy to end up looking like? <laughs> he was Ryan Well, he doesn't get out much, you know. Sure. Yeah. He was thinking of the last movie he watched. He was just thinking of the movie Drive. He got, he, Exactly. He was just watching Drive or The Notebook or any of the lists that Justin gives us, which were, I was like oh, peeing my all pants. All of them were just thank you offering them up. It was so good. Lars and the Real Goat was so great. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a killer. Yeah. Did they do Goat Beyond the Goat Beyond the Pines? I don't remember. If they Ooh, I don't think so. But it would have been think very. So. I know this one's one that nobody ever thinks of Ryan Gosling for, but it's like the first time I ever thought he was cute. I always think of Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of a way. Little I, Alan. I remember him from uh, from Young Hercules. Oh. oh! Even further back. Yeah. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten that it was him for quite a while, but yeah. Yeah. He was also in an episode of, um, like, one episode of Kung Fu The Legend Continues when he was a teenager. Amazing. <laughs> 
Apparently he was in an episode of Goosebumps. What? Which Goose yeah, Gosling? Was, or goat was it? Was it? Are you Good. afraid of the dark? Done. I thought it's not Goosebumps. No, it says Goosebumps. Oh, it's Goosebumps. Uh, Say cheese and die. Oh, I I remembered <laughs> he it as Are You Greg Afraid Banks. of the Dark? I wish it was Are You Afraid of the Dark. He also did that the year oh. before. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, so then maybe that is the one I remember. <laughs> that is his first credit. I am on his IMDb page. <laughs> I would love it if you just had a catalog memory of everything Ryan <laughs> just Gosling know. with everything him. Just let's see the one. We were thing texting. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Ryan Gosling savant. I was just born with this knowledge. So this is the same thing happened to us as to them. That once you start <laughs> thinking true. about Ryan Gosling, you can't stop. You can't stop. It's his <laughs> secret. Stop. That's his secret. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, and I mean, that's where we that's, leave it. That's how it is. Just get riddled with these handsome you boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, so now in canon, we have. Handsome Goat Man became like literally a handsome goat man. Mm-hmm. Uh, very erotic. Very <laughs> exactly Confirmed. where they were wanting it to go at the beginning. Confirmed canon. Way to go, boys. Uh, we have handsome Boyd Mosh. Hell yeah. A lot of handsome boys. I'm telling you. And we did have the question, is Hazel Brown? No, it's not. It's it's Hazel. That's that's the point point of Hazel. <laughs> Yeah, is that it's not. <laughs> I feel like if you needed to categorize it, it would be closest to like a golden brown. It's brown. supposed to be between brown and green, like yeah, sort of halfway. Perfect. That makes which sense. makes sense. I was gonna say those. Right. Are the Good job, everybody. Look like we did it. We, we solved the hazel. <laughs> we problem. finally figured Pubble. it out. Puzzle. <laughs> we can leave our escape room now. <laughs> is that what it's called? I don't think I'm saying this right. Escape, escape room? room. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're called. Okay, good. What else? I don't. All what right. else would they be called? Is, is that a good question? I don't know. Puzzle Anne. dungeon. That's the problem. <laughs> puzzle dungeon. Maybe mm-hmm. they might have missed the boat. Maybe on just a safe dungeons. room, straight up. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. <laughs> is there anything else we missed that we want to bring up? I one of the things I forgot to mention, yeah. and maybe I was spaced out trying to think of a podcast name if we talked about it, <laughs> but Ned trying super hard to get the glasses from Indra, uh, like yes. mad props. Yes. Clint is on is on top of those side quests. I was so proud of Clint. I was proud of Ned. Aubrey was proud of Ned. <laughs> she did a mental high five to him, yeah. and I was super hoping that that would work. I'm kind of surprised yeah. it well, didn't. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. It was a very good way to go about it. Right. And how great would Billy have looked in those glasses, too? Think of Ryan Gosling in those glasses. Like, so fucking cool. He's a person so. who can pull it off. You're right. Right. And um, if that's everything that we miss, then it's that time again. It's time for a poll. <laughs> okay. So, last round, 8,000 oh years ago, we asked which fan favorites you hope will show up in the next TAZ live show. And Killian and Carrie took it home with 42% of the votes. Nice. Woo-woo-woo-woo! <laughs> I really hope they show up. Thank you, everybody, for playing. And for this poll, we want to know what you think these goat goat boys are growing. We'll have that poll up over on Twitter, at Romancing Zone. And we will meet you back in Kepler in two weeks. Till then, thank you so much for listening. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Romancing the Zone.